so I've been using this little picture. It works for me. This is sort of like a spiritual shoe store, yeah? So you're here, knowing it or not, or pretending to or not, and maybe you have a preconceived idea of what kind of shoe you're looking for, and you're, let's say you're thinking you're going to have to go on a long journey, a spiritual journey, maybe go to the Himalayas, so you need a good pair of hiking shoes, you know, mountain shoes. Or you think you're going to be whirling and whatever, so you need some <laughs> nice, comfortable shoes. And you go in there and you tell me what kind of shoe you want, but I don't bring those shoes, yeah? So I bring the shoe, this message, and then I just ask you to try the shoe on, and if the shoe fits, wear it, yeah? So if you come to this point and you hear a message like this, yeah, if you actually hear it, there's no turning back. You can't turn back from this message. You can try to make it into something, like a skillful means, but in fact, you can't put those shoes to work, the non-duality message, because it's an inherent fact. Yeah? You're, just, you're just stating the obvious about duality. And the obvious leads to that great statement from faith mind, the old Zen treatise, hey, not to. Yeah, that's it. It's not an affirmation. You're not singing praises of the all oneness. You're seeing, you're just negating something that was assumed to be the way things were. You're just going not to, or it's not like that. It's, it's not like, oh, but I want it to be like this. It's that, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just, it's not like this. Yeah. That's it. So, to me, you can't arrive at that because it's prior to everything. Yeah. You can't arrive, even if it seemed like you arrived at the idea of non-duality, when it downloaded in you, it would tell you that it's always been that way. So even if you think you arrived at it as if it was a path, when you arrive at it, it reveals that there was no need to arrive at anything. Yeah. I mean, it just tells you nothing ever happened. Yeah. That I am that I am. That nothing had ever occurred. All my shenanigans didn't leave one mark on what's going on. Yeah. So the sense of priorness. And so the point is, do you arrive at priorness? You can arrive there, because that's the starting point. What, you need, what needs to be done is you see you're not where you are assuming yourself to be. And then just seeing where you're not, and seeing what you're not, you get a hit, like an intimation of what you are, which is the seeing of what you're not. So there's a negation, if you want to call it, or there's a, not a mental denial, but a holistic sort of denial. Hey, that's not so, yeah? It's not like a, try, it's not, that's not so, that's not, it's not a mantra, yeah? Because you have to see what's causing the system, even when it gets revealed to be a failed system, it will still be the system that's being relied upon, because its whole mechanism is based on the act of being identified as it. So, like we say in AA, there's a great statement, you have to abandon yourself to God, yeah? But if you've ever had, like when we were running out around out there, we'd have beaters, beat up cars that 
didn't have Reggio on it, registrations, and then we'd run into something, let's say at Market in Castro, and we would abandon the car. Yeah, we just leave it and just fucking never think about it again. <laughs> yeah. So I have, or you abandon your kids, or you abandon the cat, or you abandon that. That which you abandon has to be something other than you to abandon. Yeah. See, the, the dilemma with this is when it says abandon yourself, there may be you, the, what you are, may be in the act of being identified as that self. So then it now becomes self trying to abandon self. That falls into the category self can't get out of self. Yeah? So you always get jackpotted because the stubbornness of the logic will keep, keep, keep on keeping on. You will try to, now you will objectify self and you'll call it an ego and you'll say, I had an ego and then I did all this stuff and I lost the ego. But the sense of being you was there when you had the ego, and the sense of being you is there when you lost the ego. That's it. That's the bondage of soul. It's not, it's the idea of I'm the one who has, or I'm the one who lost, I'm the one who is bound, and I'm the one who's free. It's always there. It's like a seesaw, and it's the axis. The seesaw goes this way, that way, this way, and then you're here, and it looks really good to get up there, but when you get up there, it's... <laughs> down here, and then that looks really good, and every time you rush to the top, it goes down, and you're like, oh, you know, it's like a cartoon, and then you rush to that, and then as soon as you down, and you, you, so every time you make a mythical there, like a mythical there would be, I can't wait to get to that retreat, you know, in fucking wherever, Costa Rica, and... Oh, I just have such a great feeling for that, you know? But now there's an act of denial of the moment you're in with the hope of that mythical there is going to be better than this moment, yeah? Or why did I pay five fucking thousand dollars, you know? <laughs> it better be better than this fucking moment, or it's going to feel like I'm jipped. And of course, your spiritual face will arise, and then you'll make a big story. I got so much out of that retreat, but maybe because you put so much fucking money into the retreat. You're not, you're not going to be willing, your head's not going to be willing to admit, fuck, I just wasted $5,000. And especially when the retreat gives, has a name on it, and you never see the person. The person isn't sitting with you for 13 hours of meditation. They're having lattes in the back. Fucking hanging out, eating, you know, meat or pork or something like that. <laughs> well, you're doing all this, or you're practicing 10 days of celibacy, they're fucking in the back, and you're like that. And you're paying them, and you never even see them. All you see is other people who spend $5,000. <laughs> so, so there, there will be an investment. No one's going to want to be shown to be fucking, hey, you know? Like what happened with me? It was a Thursday night in Mill Valley, one of the one of the events, and it was I was at a Dokchen meeting, Buddhist meeting, which is of high level, supposedly of Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism, which is the great perfection, the relaxed awareness. And everyone, we're there every week, and people are talk. They bring a talker, and and I'm sitting there, and then I realized, fuck, nothing happened. And I looked around, I said, hey, help me. And they went, what? <laughs> so I just got up and left and never came back. I just realized, all that story of me seeking was all baloney. Nothing right or wrong. It just made, uh, there was an, at that moment of being in the story, 
Yeah, it was really a crushing blow to have the rest of the historical story be null and voided in a nanosecond. It was sort of like I was my spiritual pants fell down and my cock was hanging out. <laughs> but I didn't. I just got up and left and just started to entertain. And then people would call me, there's a great teacher coming. I go, wonderful. And they, I would not see them. And they go, you really missed it. I go, oh, that's wonderful. And another, oh, no, no, no. And just finally fucking sit with it and see what's up. And I realized that which I am was the same I am when before I went into the talk, during the talk, and after the talk. That something inherently doesn't get moved at all in all my shenanigans and all my gyrations. Yeah? The baseline is the baseline. So, what happens? Soon I came to this point where I heard this message, and I, I knew it, man. I knew it. I couldn't even hear the lady. She was very soft spoken, and it was in a park in Berkeley outside. I couldn't hear her. You got, and there was only like eight people there. They all looked like they were wandering around and it's coagulated in front of this like homeless woman and I just sat down but I felt like this freaking unspoken yes or something in my gut it just went bang like I knew it before I knew anything yeah so then I just read a little couple books I went to see people I thought you know check them out some I liked some I didn't like and then an entertaining side to happen the, the information would come, let's say, through a book, but it would be entertained for days, yeah. Just walk around, and then it started to move all the, all the pieces, and it changed the pieces, yeah. And I saw things differently. And so it felt like a camera who had a possibility of a really super wide lens finally recognizing that possibility, and opening up, yeah? So it opened up. Not too much where you'd flip out, it would open up and you could sort of regroup as the action figure and then open up more. But I, I, something was different with this because it opened up like this and the more it opened up, it went sort of that way and you were seeing the Alpha and the Omega was seen from the real Alpha and the Omega, yeah? And then it was like the gig was up. How could I be that which comes after if I'm seeing it from before? Mm. Yeah. How could I be that which I'm seeing? It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to be identified so completely with that to forget the before. But does the before go with forgetfulness? No. It's always available at all times. So then the aperture, and then the aperture would do this and that, yes? But it's like a, it's, in a way, it's almost like a dualistic camera. There's an aperture and a lens this way. And that lens never opens and shuts. It's just wide open. And it's, and it's, it's seeing in, a, in infinity. It never alights onto an object. So it never sees anything. There's just seeing, yeah? And that doesn't go like this. Here, in circumstances, situations, with consciousness, which consciousness is defined by the aperture, right? Do, 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 as an experience, this doesn't have that. It's just wide open. And it's always available at all times. While this is going on, there's a distinct difference with this and that. What happens is people become identified, the mental state is totally identified as this. So we were talking about it coming over here. You know those big screen TVs? And then you can have a little square in the corner with another show on? Well, that's, that's the selfie right there. And it's a huge screen. But our interest and attention 
is so caught into that, we go into that little thing and it becomes the big screen. It sort of becomes sufficient enough to block us off from the big screen because we're the star as this little action figure. We're the star of that little that little ad, so to speak. It's like a commercial. Yeah. And then suddenly your interest attention or interest attention goes there and suddenly it seems to be the whole fucking thing. And when you seem to appear in it, you seem to have forgot any other possibility. So now, anytime you start entertaining the big screen, you entertain it from the small sliver of the screen. And you're trying to arrive at what you already are through this conveyance. You see? How all this needs to be done is nothing. You just lose interest in the little box, and what happens? The interest expands on the big box. It covers the whole... It's, it is the screen. Yeah? And what happens? This brings a leavening agent to the little activities there. So the action figure becomes the beneficiary of not being the star of the fucking movie. Yeah? And then there's how I see it as an as a observation over time is you'll travel lighter. Yeah? You won't be busily trying to find what cannot be found. You'll not be fretting about losing something that cannot be lost. Yeah? You'll be successful in finding things that are able to be found, like a coffee or good ice cream or something like that, or a date maybe. Yeah? There'll be some successes and failures, but there may be a lot of successes. But you will not be looking for what can't be found anymore. Yeah? You will see blue is blue and red is red. Things will become simplified. The horse will be in front of the cart, and you couldn't place the horse in front of the cart. It's impossible. You get placed. Things get moved, and now shit makes fucking sense. And then the real fucking mental logic is seen as totally insane. When you're, when you're in the mental logic, it, it seems logical, but its assumption is total insanity. That you can be out of where you're at, that you can be in something that you're not. It's just, it's like bizarre world. So every day, people are trying to get out of what they're not in. And they don't realize that after 30 years of trying to get out of what they're not in, they keep this, the blame is still on them because of the self-centered system that I didn't do enough. I blew it. When the master was looking at me, I was busy thinking about a Nestle's crunch. I should have just been totally, totally there. I would have received it. It's all baloney. It's a story that you're engaged in because it's about you. You don't want to be free. You want to want to be free. Because what? To want to be free would be you need to be, you'd be free from self. And we want to have self there when we get free. I just want to take non-duality and make, I want to get some non-self and pepper it into the self. Yeah, I want to be a, a non-self self. So I go to 800 freaking socks settings. I read every freaking book written on non-duality. And I'm fucking driven crazy all day by all the goals that have been set up. Awakening has driven my fucking head crazy. And worst of all is enlightenment. And I can't stand that someone else who hasn't gone to as many meetings as I have is enlightened. I just fucking cannot live with that. 
You know, whatever your seat assignment is, fucking great. But get the inherent fact clear. And the fact is, there is an activity that when you're chanting, you're not a body, you're chanting it, quote-unquote, as a body. When you're meditating, and you're hoping to use the vehicle of meditation to get out of yourself, the, the vehicle, all the meditation, the mental state is going to claim and use to imply the meditator. Know the heist... Because if you're at home, the burglar won't come in. If you're at home, if you're present, the heist cannot happen. You've got to be, quote-unquote, seemingly out of a house you could never be out of for the burglary that's to do the heist, to steal you, to steal your life, in a sense, and, that, and then return to you an interpretation, a story. Yes, it will all be about you, but fuck. I mean, maybe a year or two would have been fun, but it's syndicated for 60 years. The same show. <laughs> You've heard every fucking joke, every problem, ad nauseum, over and over and over again. There's a solution. You are prior to what you think you are after from. Yeah? You're trying to get relief for the wrong fucking thing. What you are doesn't need any relief. What you are not needs tons of relief. The real relief is you lose interest in the need to be relieved. The real relief is you don't want to go anywhere. This is more than enough right now. The real relief is you've realized you can't get into a moment you could never be out of. And you can't get out of something you're not in. And that the attempting to get out of what you're not in presupposes an in. That's a whole different logic. Once it clicks in and you get an example of it, you'll be revealed, let's say, the divine logic. And it will negate the fucking storyline of the mental logic. Completely. You'll see how absurd the basic assumptions of the mental logic is. That you're a separate, long-lasting, independent thing that can be hurt, violated, that you're vulnerable, that you have private thoughts, that you have private feelings, that no one can understand you. You're so unique. You know what I mean? That's the one thing I believe most people are missing. They can sit and describe everything, but they don't realize what's hearing the description is what you're not. It's claimed it. Yeah? When it walks out of the meeting, it's claimed the satsang. That's why you go to 800 of them. When the satsang is an invitation, if you enjoy the space far out, it's like you don't need the fire, but you like the campsite, you know, so you go there. But if you're looking to get some fire and you haven't got it in 500 meetings, you're not going to get it in the 600 meetings. This is an invitation, yeah, truly it is. It's an invitation for you to see what you're not by describing what you're not. There's never been a non-duality meeting, ever. And nor will there ever be one. It's a meeting about duality because that's what we seem to be in. And that what is what needs to be described so that what you are can see that it's not. And in seeing what it's not, it's being what it is. And then when it's being what it is, it will realize it's always been being what it is. Nothing has ever fucking happened to change that fact. Nor will then, and obviously then, nor will anything ever happen to change that fact. The fact is the fact is the fact. 
Whatever comes after, fucking far out, you know? You can go into the deepest pits of depression, but does it change the fact of what you are? No. You can have the highest, you can have 800 straight peak experiences. Does it change the fact of what you are? No. Wouldn't you love to have a reliable baseline? Instead of irritability, restlessness, and, and discontent as the baseline, can you imagine an ease and comfort as the new baseline? So that when the highs and lows happen here, the highs will be amplified and the lows will be muted. Instead of here, where the lows are amplified and the highs are muted. The gravitational pull here is to pull into like one, one bad thought is a sign that there's a lifelong depression on the way. Yes? It's insane. One imagined moat becomes a fucking mountain range. Here, when it, goes, when it expands, it's allowed to expand. It's not sucked back in as I'm, I'm the one who's expanding. No. It's allowed to expand. When you have a realization, it's not of mind, it's in mind. And when the realization reverberates in mind, it never touches any fucking border. It just goes on and on and on. It's like dropping a stone in an infinite well. You're never going to hear a return. What we want here is as an action figure is to travel lighter, basically. If you had if you sensed the contentment and you were satisfied right now, you would have no interest in enlightenment or awakening. Because there are they're just fucking conceptual ideas as a substitute for what something we don't think we have. Because we don't have it, we are it. We are peace. We're not having peace. We are content. We're not having contentment. We are clear and neutral. We don't have to try to become equanimous or whatever that word is. We are that. How could, why could you make mind more mindful than mind is already? <laughs> it's like using the light to seek the light. Like using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. It's like using being a mind to seek mind. All the seeking of mind will be a denial that you are mind. That's the trick. It duplicates itself all day. That's the heist. The heist is, while you're chanting you're not a body, you're taking yourself to be a body. While you're chanting you're not a body. Yes. If you see it, you won't be looking from it. And if you're not looking from it, the seeking will be severely, severely, severely diminished. Because it makes no sense for the Buddha to seek the Buddha. None whatsoever. It makes a lot of sense for Z to seek the Buddha, or Paul to seek the Buddha. It makes total sense. It makes enough sense I could spend lifetimes doing that. But if you don't, if you, and have, you don't need to study Buddha just to study the Paul. If you're not Paul, what you may find out is you are the Buddha. Then looking for the Buddha as the Buddha makes fucking no sense. You'll be looking for shit you can at least find as the Buddha. <laughs> Maybe a Houdini <laughs> to match the Buddha. <laughs> if, if 
the shoe fits, wear it, basically. If you hear this message and it sounds like, wow, that seems to be a pretty good description of me, <laughs> with the disclaimer, it's not me, <laughs> yeah, wear the fucking shoe. See how it feels. Yeah, and don't try to combine it with another shoe. <laughs> don't have a hiking boot and these slippers on. <laughs> it's going to produce an imbalance. By wearing the hiking boot, you're not going to get any there. You're not going to get there any faster than wearing the slippers. <laughs> Keep the pair together. Yes. <laughs> what happens if you leave the shoe store? You're going to have nothing. You're not even going to get a pair of shoes. And then you'll realize after a while, fuck, I never even needed those shoes. It's like the old idea, there's a great book in recovery called uh, New Pair of Glasses. But basically, the need for a new pair of glasses is based on the old glasses. In our case, though, the old glasses we're wearing, we call our eyes. So we never check out that if we could take them off. Because who's hell is going to pull their eyes off, you know? But if you just put your hand there and feel it around, you may realize, fuck, there's a pair of glasses. And I've spent 50 other pairs of glasses to correct the distortion of that lens, which also the new one gets another distortion. I've got to get another pair, and on and on and on, and then I'm always looking for a new pair of glasses. What would happen if you realized the first pair of glasses weren't your eyes? You could, what, would, what possibility would suddenly arise? I could take them off. <laughs> I see perfectly. <laughs> but now you're stuck with 50 pairs of glasses. So a part of your head goes, I can't fucking... I, I spend a lot of money on those glasses. And I, I'm, in, I'm in those communities that wear those glasses. And I like that. And, you know, I'm, there's a beautiful woman or man I want to meet in one of those communities. So I want to wear those glasses. Fucking wear the glasses. It's not you. But don't, don't call the glasses your eyes. Yeah. Uh. The problem resides in the mind, bro, in recovery. Look no farther and see what's the root of all the attraction of the mind to us. It's about us. If you had Stanley's mind going on in your head, you'd fucking blow your brains out in a second. Or you wouldn't. You would just turn off the channel. But when you're identified as the problem, the solution can only be, I've got to get rid of the problem. And people kill themselves, quite a lot of people in recovery. They're so driven crazy, and they can't separate that which is driving them crazy and themselves, that they, the whole boat has to go down. You can abandon the self to whatever you call God, because it's not you. So why not abandon your, which is the act of claiming, self? Because there's only us, you, are you. It's the claiming of it that seemingly makes it you. It's of you. It's a fucking idea. It's a stock version. Yeah? So you can abandon yourself to that power quite easily. But how are you going to abandon the self as a self? you'd still be there.
you could arrive at the solution and you'd make it part of the problem. You don't think this has made a problem, non-duality, by people who've heard it from self? Same thing in AA. A lot of people, AA is now part of the problem. They think they know AA. They went to one meeting and they'll never go there again. Oh, I know AA. And they'll die on the fucking vine of alcoholism because of a mental fucking righteousness. They don't know AA at all. This is what happens. We think we grok something by knowing it, but you neuter it. You don't mean anything by knowing it. Being with it, yes, but knowing it, fuck no. So, I'm on a roll. Speak tonight, fucking just keep speaking every day. As long as I'm getting paid. Seriously. You see it though, please. <laughs> 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 it's uh, 